You are listening to Disrupt Development, the podcast that shares inspiring stories of disruptive thinkers and doers within sustainable development. During today's episode, we talk with Gijs van Wulfen about innovation, why innovation matters, how to create a culture of innovation, how to deal with conservative managers, and what you can do yourself. The main characteristic of an innovator is courage. It is the courage to discuss the status quo or to ask the why again. Why are we doing this in this way? Gijs van Wulfen is a global authority and trusted advisor on innovation, inspiring speaker, author of four global innovation bestsellers, one of the top 10 worldwide innovation bloggers, and a LinkedIn influencer with more than 325,000 followers. Gijs, welcome to this podcast. I'm curious, is there something that nobody agreed with you on in your innovation journey? It is nice you ask this question. Yes, I always really objecting to the American way of innovating. You know, they have written more than 50 books on continuous innovation. But continuous innovation does not exist. Mind you, continuous improvement exists. Because then you come to the question, what is innovation? For me, when I make my most simple definition, innovation is doing new things or things in a new way. Now the question is, how you must new be to be new? For me, it is when it is new to the market. So not new to you or new to your organization, but it has to be new to the market. Now, when you look at organizations, organizations have to survive. So they have to be profitable. And that's why you cannot continuously innovate because innovation is highly risky. Cooper and Edget researched it and out of Every three ideas that enter the stage gate funnel, only one becomes a, enters the market. And of that one, when it's, when it's really successful, half of them succeed. So this is a highly risky business. That's why I am a believer in explore and exploit, and explore and exploit, and explore and exploit. You explore, you innovate. Wow, then we got the iPhone. Wow, and then we do iPhone 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11. And that's what I call improvement. A new iPhone is not innovation. It's just a better iPhone. I love it, but it's improvement. And then this is how you earn your money. And with the profits of today, you can invest to do innovation. And then the real innovations might lead to the profits of tomorrow. So I am the explore exploit explore exploit so you have to combine operational excellence with innovation excellence and then back to operational excellence and then to innovation excellence and then to operational excellence and only continuous improve innovation will get you broke and only continuous improvement does not lead to innovation looking at a lot of misconceptions uh, when we talk about innovations is that people tend to think that innovation is very complex. Mm. What would you say about it? Is innovation complex looking at your experience? It remembers me when I was a consultant and learning the business. I used five blah, blah words in the sentence. Now the art is to make things simple. 
but it's very difficult to make complex things simple. It takes years. And I'm now doing it almost uh, full-time innovation for 20 years, and I consider myself still a student. Um, yeah, so people make innovation uh, um, uh, complex. Now, first of all, a lot of people think of innovation, they think of technology, but it's not. It's not only technology. Hmm? It can be also a new business model, or it can be a new service, or it can be a new internal process. It can be a new way of engaging customers, or it can also be a new way of how we organize ourselves, and we would call it social innovation. Or it could also be bottom of the pyramid innovation for people without hardly any money. We would call it frugal innovation. So I think that the technical part of innovation, you know, um, makes it complex. And, but for me, I like to make it as simple as possible because then everybody understands that I can be an innovator. To make organizations innovative, you have to have organizational departments to be innovative. But every department consists of people, so you have to make people innovative. And there's no difference from you in business life or private life. So the question is, am I innovative as a person? And when you as a person are innovative, then you have a good start as an innovative employee, if that's really valued. So it's all about, you know, business innovation is the sum of the innovation that is captured in all the persons working in that organization. And can you really, can you really unlock the value within your employees? And that's, that's what really thrives innovation in an organization. So going back to the personal level, um, what kind of tips and tricks would you give me as an individual to be more innovative? Looking at, for example, how can I get my old ideas out of my mind and change my okay. thought patterns? Now, first a question then for you, Alexander. What was your last personal innovation? My last personal innovation was, I would say, making this podcast. Mm. And why was that? Because I found a new solution to an existing mm. problem, I would say. That's my definition. Mm. Um, right. In order right. to inspire people to become more innovative through podcasts. Wonderful, wonderful. Right. So uh, uh, a little bit more uh, difficult definition for me is... Uh, an innovation is a new solution for a relevant customer friction or dream, I say, within brackets. Now, once you experience a frustration or a problem, and then, you know, that's kind of under the surface, right? You're not really aware of that all the time. And suddenly, puff. You see there a solution and that gives you the energy and you combine things and then suddenly you go, 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 go. Right? So personal innovation can happen from opportunity or it can happen from 
the problem side from a challenge or a frustration. Now, the last one is much more stronger than opportunities, right? You can innovate to realize a dream or to solve a problem. Well, I can say that solve a problem gives much more energy than realizing a dream. You can postpone that. So I think that problems are the mother of invention, right? And that's it. Once you experience some, a personal problem, then you start to create new solutions because you want to, you want to get rid of this problem. So I think that's the origin. So for people to become more innovative, uh, everybody likes to be in his comfort zone. And then suddenly uh, it becomes uncomfortable. And when it becomes uncomfortable, we all get to be innovative. We all are innovative because people are survivors, right? So mm -hmm. if, our survival, if our survival becomes in danger, wow, we all, we, all, um, we all will adopt a new way of behavior. And it is, so I'm not a, um, a neuropsychologist, but 40%, 40% of all our behavior is automatic behavior. Because our body wants to save energy. So our brains want to save energy. So we do everything automated. Everything what we can is automated. To make people innovative, give them a problem where they must try to find a solution and they will get innovative. In your book, Inspiration for Innovation, you share a quote from Confucius. The man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who does not ask is a fool for life. So what can yeah. we learn from Confucius here in becoming more innovative? Well, you know, the interesting part is uh, curiosity, right? So that's the thing. But I would say it's not only curiosity, it's also courage. Um, the main characteristic of an innovator is courage. It is the courage to discuss the status quo or to ask the why again. Why are we doing this in this way? You don't make yourself popular. It's the courage to say to you, to the leaders in your organization, I don't agree. It's the courage to say to your colleagues, we have to do this different. Right? It's the courage to stick out your neck, even you don't have a solution yourself, but to put it on the agenda. And then to start a project, you need courage. Why? At the start of innovation, there is 100% uncertainty. And before you adopt a new process or a new product or a new service or a new business model, we want 100% certainty. So the job of an innovator is reducing risk. That's what we are doing in practice. Will there be somebody which is interested in this new solution? Will, some, will there be somebody who is prepared to pay for this new solution? Will we be able to deliver this new solution? Will this new solution will lead to the end results? Can we do this on time? It's all, it's all uncertainty and we are transforming. We are transforming uncertainty into certainty. So we are, as innovators, we are risk reducers. So what we can learn from Confucius is curiosity and I would add there courage.
Very beautiful and very important indeed. And looking into being courageous, uh, there are a lot of restraining forces where you try to be courageous within your organization or within mm. uh, your, mm. your, your broader environment. Um, you have been within this work already for many years. What are the main idea killers basically for innovation you have come oh. across in your work? <laughs> you have to extend this podcast, Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> For the next time. There are so many, so many, so many. No, this won't work. No, our customer won't like it. No, we can't make it. No, we don't have the money. No, we don't have the time. No, it's no priority. No, it doesn't fit the mission. No, whatever, right? We use them every day. People use them every day. So to be innovative, the most important thing you have to do is postpone your judgment. You have to postpone your judgment because every great innovation is at this moment conceived as crazy. Because if you judge a new innovation from the present tense, it looks abnormal, of course. With our innovation, we try to create a new normal. So you have to postpone your judgment about what is normal or not normal. And looking into um, creating an innovation culture within organizations, you briefly touched upon it already. Um, how can we, for example, convince our very conservative bosses within our organizations who are very um, scared and they fear basically taking these risks in order to innovate um, and fear um failure basically i think that's also one of the one of the uh, most important uh, common restraints within innovations how can we try to increase this culture of innovation within organizations well of course it all starts with the top when fish start to rotten it rottens at the head right at the top So is there an example? So for me, there's a big thing about managing innovation or leading innovation. And what we need are innovation leaders who want to innovate out of ambition and not want to innovate out of fear. Because I think that a leadership team it's their responsibility to lead organizations into a new era. Not to run the daily business. They have the organization to run the daily business. It's their job to think ahead, to prepare the organization for the next steps into new eras. So they should lead. They should lead in their thoughts, in their strategy, and also lead in their behaviors. They should not manage innovation. They should give everybody room for innovation now leading means that they have to give direction when you don't give direction and innovation everybody runs to everywhere and you end up nowhere so the role of the top of an organization is to give space for innovation room for innovation within the focus where the organization wants to be. So the why of the organization and where do we want to be? That must be clear for everybody. And then 
as leader, I would give people the freedom to come up with new solutions, new products or new services or new business models or new processes which fits in this purpose and which leads to the, to the goal we want to be. So you have to give focus and freedom. That's what top of organization should do. Freedom without focus will lead to nothing. Focus without freedom also will lead to nothing, right? You have to give both. So how can we create the focus and the freedom? Um, would you advise to create an innovation department within organizations? Should every organization have mm. an innovation department? Oh, that's a great question. Yes and no. Yes, if you have an innovation department which facilitates innovation. No, if you have an innovation department which manages innovation. What is the difference? Now, we, listeners of this podcast, appoint you, Alexander, to innovation manager. Congratulations, big applause, yay! Because we leave innovation up to you. We do nothing and we say, Alexander, innovate this podcast. And then you come back to us, you say, hey, I found a new innovation. And we say, nah, I don't like it, nah. Now, when we appoint you innovation facilitator, you will challenge us. You will say, hey guys, we need to innovate this podcast. Now, here I have some inspiration. This is the focus. Please come up. Please help me in innovating this podcast. So let's start observing learning. And later on, we will raise ideas together. In this way, you facilitate innovation. Right? And then you include us. And then you challenge us and you support us so we can help you to make this podcast innovative. And that's the difference between facilitating or managing it. When you try to manage it, you try to monopolize it. We say, okay, Alexander, lots of success. And when you facilitate it, it's inclusive and you support it. And that's, it can be, it has the same name in the innovation department, but the activities are totally different. So I am to build a culture for innovation. It's great to have some people somewhere in the organization who has the knowledge of all the tools we can use, the knowledge of a little a bag with a little money to support us, you know, because innovation doesn't fit any budget, right? And to sponsor us and to inspire us and to challenge us. So it's an innovation facilitating department we should have and not an innovation management department. And if I'm correct, you also briefly mentioned uh, the funding. So there needs to be funding within organizations in order to fund spontaneous yes. ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's in a, a big organization, not more reason in a small organization. So, uh, you know, I know organizations with uh, 10 billion dollar revenues where everything is budgeted if you are a manager there you need 10,000 euro or dollars you can't get it this year because everything is split up in micro micro budgets which is stupid right so uh, you should leave some money there you know which 
you can use for spontaneous ideas. And uh, a good leadership team always have some money in the back pocket. And you should always keep some money in the back pocket because there is an opportunity arises. What do you do then? Right? So uh, either you cheat, which is all right. Just cheat. Just uh, call it marketing and use the marketing budget to do innovation, right? That's, I think, what good, great innovators do when they have no money. Um, but at best, I think you should uh, let everybody know, hey, guys, there's always money for great ideas. And just come up to the leadership team, uh, make a pitch why we should do it. And when it's good, we will fund it. Coming back to uh, the broader environment, looking at the current situation globally, the COVID pandemic, um, as said by Winston Churchill, never waste a good crisis. Uh, mm. How are you currently actually seizing the opportunity in these times of crisis? Are you doing new things? Are you innovating yourself or your organization, your business? I'm very curious. Well, Alexander, there's bad news and good news. The bad news is my business completely stopped. I'm a global speaker who can't travel. Oh, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, so everything was canceled. I should be in Shanghai. I should be in Mexico. I should be in Johannesburg. I should be in, uh, in Ghent, in Belgium. Everything canceled. So my calendar is empty. Now, what could I do? I could write my sixth book on innovation and promote that among my LinkedIn followers. But that will be more of the same. Of course, I could go into webinars, but now at the moment, there are thousands of free webinars available. You know, that's what all the consultants do, start giving free webinars. So I thought, let's do something different. You know, so I, my, I'm kind of an innovation missionary, try to make people in the world greater innovators. What will be different? Now, YouTube is very underestimated by all the poshy, poshy advisors and gurus. They are on there with their keynotes, but nobody has there a real channel. It's also quite difficult to build a channel there. So I thought, let's be on YouTube. Let's make practical how-to videos on YouTube. Why? It's a new channel. It's a new target group also. But if I want to be relevant for people of 20 or 30, I should be on YouTube because they are not readers anymore, they are watchers and listeners. So I started 14 days ago, a new YouTube channel. So from LinkedIn influencer with 300,000 vloggers to junior YouTuber with zero subscribers. From writing text to making and editing videos. Now uploading a video on YouTube, that's a science with all the, to work on the algorithm, I'm a student and I love it. I get up at six in the morning and then we record a video and then I, oh, I make all the beginner's mistakes again, but I really love it. Is there a business model? No. Do I mind? No, just build a channel. Let's see if I can get a thousand subscribers and then let's see what the responses are. And I see already that I, I, I get feedback now doing it for, Two weeks I already have more than 11 videos on there and I get feedback from people who normally would not reach out to me so it's really nice so it's called uh, inspiration for innovation and um, I hope that I can inspire also the listeners of this postcard postcard to uh, 
to uh, subscribe to my innovation channel if I may make this commercial, Alexander. Of course you may. So everybody, please subscribe to Inspiration for Innovation on YouTube, the new YouTube channel of Gijs van Wulven. Gijs van Wulven, thank you very much for this very inspiring podcast where you have made innovation less complex for our listeners. Thank you. My pleasure, my, my pleasure. So be great innovators, have the courage, have the curiosity and uh, stay safe.